Hey, 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 Brandon Beliso here. You're living your best life. It is August 19th, 2022, 11 a.m. right here, Pacific Standard Time on the East Coast. You know, somebody asked me, why is it that I always announce the date? Well, yeah, sure, for um, cataloging this, but it's really about, for me, it's always about being in that moment. And what day is this in time as you cultivate your success and you become a better version of yourself? I think it's it's important to be mindful. This day in history, back on, you know, it's nice to have that timestamp on it. And it's really to let people know that, hey, here we are. Where are you? Right. And, and I say that all the time because if you don't know where you are, how do you know where you want to go to? So that's super important. I want to start by thanking my sponsors. We have my studio. Right, simply the best CRM system in the world for me. The best CRM system, the best, the best. Where is it, Marco? Where is their logo? Pop it up there, big dog. Make sure that I'm seeing. There you go. Hey. So we have market muscles. <laughs> I do this in the right order. Mm. We have market muscles, and and I love Stephen. You know, Stephen's such a kind, gentle soul, and that's important to me. Plus, he's a genius at what he does. I mean, it's such a healthy relationship. No matter who you work with, I don't care if it's your garbage man, your accountant, uh, contractor. When people are good people, um, it's inspired to do good work, which contributes to the relationship. And Market Muscles un unequivocally is simply the best websites we have in our industry. And then, of course, my studio, you know, to lay in the gang uh, with their CRM system. I will be out on the East Coast for his event, which I do believe is the 23rd and 24th of September. That's Saturday, the 24th, I am speaking. I said to two, I'm not coming out to do a 15-minute TED Talk. You either give me an hour slot or I'm not coming because I want to make sure that I bring value. And I did a TED Talk. and It was kind of cool, you know, but I do believe it's more impactful. And that is my number one focus is to be impactful. Also, Kids Love Life Skills. You know, we had a big discussion at It's Time Live, believe, about positioning ourselves as an investment for people. And honestly, a kick is a kick, a punch is a punch. I wish people cared that we taught Kenpo or that I've been doing martial arts for 50 plus years. I'm a second generation martial arts school owner in my family. Nobody cares because that's not why they come to you. They come to you first and foremost because of the life skills that you teach. And if you teach them well, people will view you as an investment, as an investment. So, you know, what question when, when they ask you, how much for classes? What is your most standard answer? Put it in the comment. I'll make it a point to say hello to everybody. Who's coming aboard? Bob, what's happening? Bob Poole. How are you, sir? Adam, all the way from the UK. Good to have you here, sir. I know you've been really busy with a lot of things, but he's in the UK. Empower martial arts. Yeah, you don't normally make it live now due to classes. I know that, sir. So it's really grateful to have you all the way from the UK. So as you come on board, folks, if you are here, please say hello. Put it in the comments and let us know that. So going back to that, you know, being an investment is, is really the art of what we do. Because people that look at life as an investment see things in a long-term mindset. And I think that's really important for our retention. If you're six weeks of soccer, you're six weeks of soccer. But the minute... People can truly see you on that level. Everything changes. Everything changes because they're willing to go through the hardships. They're willing to be patient with that process of good days and bad days in, in their child's training because they understand the benefits long term are 
I mean, you can't even measure that. So I find for me that retention long-term isn't about an upgrade, isn't about a contract, isn't about the cool sales script, isn't about say these five things if they want to quit. It really is constantly positioning yourself as an investment. And this weekend I have a self-defense workshop for a group of girls that bid on this through the Millbrae Educational Foundation event. And, and I just want to touch upon that before we get into the reflections of belief. You know, when you contribute something to a silent auction at a school, what is standard? Put in there, put in the comments, what is standard? What do most martial arts schools do? Anybody? Put it in. Well, hopefully you're going to follow me in suit. Yep. Most offer a month of classes. Sure, sure. They offer a month of classes. And that's because you're trying to get new students. And so for me, that's that's extremely challenging because if, if, if my whole goal is to get new students, then again, I'm not concerned about the relationship. I'm really just concerned about the numbers. Classic example. And I always use these analogies, maybe because back in the days when I was single, guy walks into a nightclub. What does he do? Hi, can I have your number? No. Hi, can I have your number? No. Hi, can I have your number? And he goes to the whole club. One time I watched a guy walk up to a table, ask one girl to dance. She said no. So she asked, he asked the next girl to dance and the next and the next and the next. And that's, that's not cool. I mean, ideally, you should want to dance with somebody that you're attracted to, that you make eye contact with, something a little more. But he was playing the numbers game. So it's the same thing here. Be mindful that when you do things like a silent auction, that you're positioning yourself to do what? Invest in the relationship, but to promote true benefits that can serve your demographics needs. Case in point. At the last silent auction, we had a self-defense workshop for girls, and it's very timely, right? New school year, so they want to schedule it now. So I'm going to do it Sunday for an hour and a half. We also gave away, my wife came up with this one. She gave away a um, kickboxing class for you and 10 of your friends, followed by brunch at our facility. That'll work all day long. That got a great bid on it as well. Instead of Two weeks and a t-shirt, right? One guy had six of them. Two weeks and a t-shirt. That's about as exciting as driftwood, right? So be mindful when you choose to do these things that, that you are really genuinely at a heart level wanting to give back to the community that you serve. And I know salespeople will sound full of it. That's okay. I was talking to um, Lorenzo last night, Sandoval of Ageless Martial Arts, and he has the opportunity to meet with six different principals. And everything was, well, you know, let's get them in the school so I can sign up people. Let's get them in the school. I said, no, let's, let's get out where they are at. So he's going to do a walkathon. And so he said, well, how can he serve that walkathon? Every day the kids are going to walk for a couple miles. And at the end of the week, if they have a certain amount of pledges, they earn a certain amount of money and the money will go where it goes. So what we're going to do is for every couple of miles they walk, they earn a life skills badge be it focus or discipline or confidence. And at the end of the week, whoever has earned all the badges and has the most badges, they'll win something like maybe an iPad. Or I thought maybe a $100 gift card to Walmart, right? A $100 gift card to Walmart for school supplies. See where I'm going with that? You want to serve the community, but through that, you're able to promote the benefits that you are a life skills educator. So it really had me thinking about that after Believe. 
and everything going on. All righty, folks, I want to hop into this. We just wrapped up four days, four days, and and it was very intense. Every time I do it, you know, as much as it energizes me and fulfills me, it the yin to the yang is it drains me completely, completely. I slept last night for like, I don't know, 10 hours, right? Marco went home yesterday and, and, and um, even that, Marco's last day, you know, we had breakfast together and I want to make sure everybody feels they're valued. That's important because I do believe if you feel valued, you in turn might feel that value that you're worth success. You're worth the hard work. You're worth all those different things. And organically through that example, you'll go out there to do and do that. And then the theme of belief was just that, right? There's tons of systems. I'm not the only person who writes good systems. I'm not the only person who, who has a good grasp on branding. There's a lot of great information out there, but as the saying goes, you're drowning in information and starving for wisdom. And that wisdom truly is. Why is it that you suffer from a fixed mindset and you procrastinate and you start a system but never finish it? You start a project but you never complete it, right? You're constantly sabotaging. You're constantly going from, you know, 100 students to 150, knocking yourself down to 95. Get back up to 135, knock yourself down to 100. That vicious cycle is in play because first and foremost, it starts with you. So the whole theme of belief was just that, getting people to believe belong beyond the nuts and bolts of this is a system, you know, this is how to brand your school, this is how to design curriculum for your class, this is how to train your staff, this is how to write a purpose statement, but really that thing, that thing, right? At the end of the Avengers movie where Iron Man, you know, gives himself up, but they beat Thanos where it looked helpless, right? That, that sense. The Rocky movie, when Rocky came out, he was the underdog, the underdog overcoming. The ability to believe transcends materialism. It transcends one plus one equals two. And I think that was the big theme with believe. So what, what I want to do is, you know, bring on the crew, some of the people that were there. It's time live believe. And we're just going to chop it up, man. We'll see where this goes. I think it, it's it's not only my insights, but other people's insights of what they got out of it's time believe. So that's where we're going to start. What is their number one takeaway, actionable step that they are going to take and they have already taken action on in their school? Let's bring them in there, Marco. Let's see if we can bring in the board. Now, look at that. Look at that. Wow. Are we missing anybody? Is that everybody? Okay, cool. All right. What's happening, Jason, Ashton, Mish? Sir. Mish. How's everybody doing today? Doing well, yeah, sir. Yeah. And then Marco will mute you in and out. Let's start with Jason, sir. You know, give us your, your I know you, you got a lot of stuff in four days, but what do you think is the biggest thing that stands out that you're going to take actionable steps on or you, if you haven't already begun to do, do so already? Actually, one of the biggest things from statement that embrace, um, like you should, I believe it was on day two, that down and, and go into absolute use and how it all interweave together. Take that down so that then even in our facility, families and all. Okay. 
Your audio is a little choppy there, but I think I got that. You, you sounded like yeah. we were in Star Wars all of a sudden, man. Like, whoa, and everything slowed down. But I got that. I mean, because you do, you break it down. You might start, you know, like we took our purpose statement. We are one, a community dedicated to serving you in every moment to live your best life. We started with one, inclusiveness, one of the words, right? Inclusive. So it's under that. Make people feel welcomed. Say hello at the front door. So yeah, you're right. It might start out with this, but below that is a subset and below that is a subset. And when you start breaking it down at the micro level, I think that's powerful. And I saw the video you posted. You know, when you write a system, you don't start by writing it at a micro level. You really just go blah. Right? It's like you regurgitate all over the piece of paper. Then you organize it, move this over here, cut and paste there and do different things with it. So I totally agree with you. I think the analysis paralysis that happens for many, you know, small business owners is they're just so overwhelmed by the amount of work that goes into a singular system, such as cleaning the bathroom. But it really is. You just scan that bathroom. These are the 10 things that need to happen. Okay. Now let's start putting them in order. Okay, this is number one. Now under number one, there's a subset of steps, right? That that support that. So if you can see it that way, I think that's really, really powerful. Cool. Mish, what about you, sir? So uh, so for me, my big takeaway was um, kind of organization. Like we had we had talked and and I was just working hard, but I wasn't working smart. And so, um, uh, the kind of the, the morning routine that you kind of talked us through on, uh, on Tuesday, I've really taken that to heart. Um, today I actually woke up a little bit late, so I just upped it by 30 minutes, Yeah. but, but it's still, it's, but it's still sticking to that, to have some consistency. And, um, I, I feel like even yesterday, even though yesterday was kind of uh, um, was kind of weird for us, I still felt like I got so much stuff done. Like usually I'm kind of piecing stuff here and there, but like actually going, okay, from this time to this time, I'm going to focus here from this time to this time, I'm going to focus here. And so yesterday was super successful for me, I think, because I actually started writing systems right away. I got my books done. I, I returned emails that I was supposed to, I should have returned. Um, and then we actually had a PTO meeting yesterday with the local PTO. Um, and um, they're super excited about not just me having a table at their open house, but at the kindergarten meet and greet. Yeah. So, and that time has already been organized. And, and so that's, that's actually going to be happening September 2nd. Mm -hmm. so, do you know what? I, oh, wow. You know what? Just, I had an aha moment. Look up something organically that would be like a, not peace offering, but a friendship gift. I mean, other than the drills that, you know, I gave you, it, it's time to use, you know, the confidence one and things like that to say, hello, what's your name? But what would that be like in line with your brand, you know, our artisan in line with that? Could they craft something in a short amount of time to gift to another friend they meet Ooh. at the kindergarten meet and greet? Okay. You know what I mean? Something in line with artisan, something they can craft, right? I don't know. I don't know. Could that's, be just could be a couple, of, yeah, glue. Yeah. You know, a couple of the popsicle sticks they glue together. They write my new friend on it. You put a picture. I mean, whatever. Look it up. I, again, you always want to promote your brand because the more you can promote your brand, which is which is an extension of your why, you build that brand loyalty. 
And brand loyalty happens over time. We all have that one student that's been with us forever. First thing I did with that student, which was TJ, been with me forever. I took him out to dinner a bunch of times. Why have you stayed this long? Why do you want to be an instructor? You know, why is it that you want to make this your career? Because you started out like everybody else. You were just, you know, a freaking white belt walking through the door. So I want to know why, because that's a lot of good data I could use in cultivating my core values, my brand absolute systems. You know, when's the first time you wanted to quit, Chewy? Well, you know, I remember I was like in year one, but, you know, because I had to show my brother one better than my brother, right? I had to show up my brother. So, okay, great. Maybe I should really encourage siblings more and have, you know, my systems written, my curriculum design that the siblings are doing. Like we have a demo in a couple of weeks at the Art and Wine Festival. So if you were in that position, James, what would you do with that? If you know that Chewy Stay, you know, didn't quit because he had to show up his brother. What would you do with that? You got a demo in two weeks. What would you do with that information? Oh, can you unmute James? I can't hear you, James. Still sleepwalking from that uh, four-day experience here, Professor, trying That's to- That's okay, sir. That's okay. So um, what would you do with that? You know, I might have them, you know, do something, but um, not so much in him showing up his brother because of the conversation we had, or maybe put together something where at first, you know, he's kind of like picking on his brother with karate, and then he turns around and starts teaching his brother how to do karate. Now, right? long story stage. short, they, they would demo together, right? Yes, Everybody, uh, they would demo together. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing. I'm pushing for these brothers and sisters to get up on stage together because let's go a step further, right? We talk about, okay, we're a family environment. We have a demo. So we're going to encourage the families to demo together, right? In this case, it builds teamwork. It builds family unity. But at a micro level, think of the demographic you're serving. What does that say, Ashton? What does that say at a micro level? It's building those relationships and continuing to invest in those. Mm -hmm. And if you're a dad or a mom, Jason, what does that end up like? Who's going to have the camera out? Who's going to be doing tons of social media posts? Who's going to make sure the uniforms are all nice and pressed and clean and all their life skill badges are on it? How often do two kids, especially if they're different ages apart, they're not playing soccer together. They're not doing any of those things. How often do they have the opportunity together to get up on any stage? any stage and demo together and do anything on stage together. They don't. Yeah. That's going to be priceless for the, for the parents. Mm -hmm. Even if they're in their music class, the older one's probably ahead of the younger one. Right? So it, it's a unique opportunity or it can just be a demo with all your best black belts, you know, tricking. My demo team is predominantly yellow belts and white belts. And yeah, I want to show Joe E public our potential demographic that martial arts is accessible. Any child can do it. And if all you got are people out there doing backflips and 720 tornado kicks, that's not a good day. Now, do you want some of that to highlight? Absolutely. But you shouldn't exclude the yellow belts and, and those. Those are the ones I'm pushing to be in the demo more than anything. Because again, it's a community vibe. You know, everybody's out there and you watch it. I see the most god-awful music acts and everything, but it's my kid up there. That's all I care. 
and he's playing Mary and a little lamb on a freaking recorder, right? It's like, oh man, this is painful. But the point is, it's a community event. They want that kid to get up on that stage and develop confidence, right? So yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So we talked a lot about the why and purpose, you know, and, and you all are, are done some great work on your brands and getting those brands down and, and some have rebranded completely. You know, Mish took on a brand, Believe rebranded, James rebranded. What do you think at this point? Um, why? Who, who, who cares? Why not call it Trinity? Why not call it 360 degrees, body woe Zen, Budokai, my instructor's third generation Zen apple tree? Why? Why not do that? Mish. I think it's because... I mean, my, my reason was because I didn't want, I wanted it to my school to identify as a single brand and not identify as me. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and that allows us to stand out a little bit more, you know, in the community as, as a school and not just as an instructor. Mm -hmm. um, one of the reasons that I did that was because I have a friend who has, you know, he's been in the martial arts longer than I've been alive. And uh, his school is named after him. And somebody I know wanted to go train with him and goes to his school and was all bent out of shape because, well, he wasn't there. He had other other people's teaching. And I was like, no, but like those teachers are actually really good. Oh no, no, but he wasn't there. Yep. And so it was one of those things where it was like, well, I had handworker martial arts. That's my last name. I was like, but so I didn't want to run into that same problem of people like not wanting to go to my school to learn great martial arts just because I wasn't on the floor teaching. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that Absolutely. was, my, that was one of my main motivations and, and, but, but as a whole, I mean, is, you know, I can have me, my family and, and a future martial arts team that's not related to me by blood still presenting the school as the identity of artists and martial arts. Mm -hmm. And do know that, you know, a lot of immigrants who come here from other countries need to establish their own personal identity, right? Because they're lost in all that shuffle. So you'll see with a lot of the Korean schools, which started as their grandfather migrating from Korea, parks, Taekwondo is everywhere. How many different parks is like Smith and Creo, right? Yeah. And they're everywhere because they're going to use that name because they're saying, hey, I'm an American now. I'm here. And that's why it's not. You go into many Taekwondo schools. Don't you see red, white, and blue? Mm -hmm. Think about it. The yeah. mats, you know, their colors are red, white, and blue because they want to say, I'm an American. I've come to this country. I'm part of this country. I love this country. You heard Sam say it. I love, I freaking love America. And so I think that's, understandable but if you want to create a brand a legacy brand that's going to outlast you you're right right it can't be about you and i mean my father's school was closed after 50 plus years because it was always centered around him he's 89 years old that's not happening it's not it's not and that that for me could have been a legacy business i want to create a legacy business one that's going to be here long after i'm gone Right? It was never called Steve Jobs Computers, was it? Right? Disney's a different experience, right? But I think Disney's such a bizarre word. You don't even think of Walt Disney most of the time. You think Disney is the name of a right? Disneyland. That's a trip. Right? That, that's a real trip.
So Jed, welcome, sir. We're talking about, you know, our own particular brand. And Jed, it's going to happen. Jed's going to rebrand. But Jed, you know, since you you created this, I'm if I can be bold to say it was a pretty generic name, not well thought out, not any deep purpose or why. As, as a newbie to that whole rebranding thing, Jed, why do you think a school should consider rebranding? Because um, I think it, from what I've uh, learned and understand, a rebrand would really just be a, a natural next step to clarifying your purpose and your why, so that now that becomes a lot more clear to you and to everyone else and to your team and to everyone else in your community of who you are and what you stand for and what you represent. Yeah, powerful, sir. You know, I, and, and with that, Jed, the big thing you got to realize, I didn't start with a brand. It was called One Health and Fitness. My mm -hmm. first school when I was 19 years old was School of Chinese Kenpo Karate. And, and my logo was a fist, the Kenpo fist like this, gone, mm -hmm. nine months, gone, closed. Every night was fight night. That's what I thought you're supposed to do. Kick the shit out of anybody who walks through the door. If they come back the next day, they get to play. So it, it is the, the, the maturation. You know, when a business is maturing, part of that is making those types of, of mistakes. It is very natural. And I'm glad you see that, Jed. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies start out, look at Facebook. They're now meta. Look at Google. They're now alphabet, right? So as a company matures and grows and changes, you know, a rebrand is not a bad thing. And I think in our industry, because a lot of it's named after the instructor, that it's very ego-based and they refuse to let that go. Well, I don't care what you say. I'm 60 years old. And when I say, my mind says, jab. And this hand moves 10 seconds later, it's humbling. And that sense of humility should remind me, I don't want to be standing on that mat toe-to-toe -to -toe with a 17-year-old guy at 60 years old. I'd rather be a really great, great, great instructor, stay fit and do what I need to do. But if I live there, then I'm never trying to prove something like that. I'm always trying to hit that higher level of service. And a brand just does just that. Next time, folks, you get a chance to go into Panda Express. Go into Panda Express. Anyone eat there? I, I, I don't eat there, but I see it in the mall. Look up on the wall. They have a purpose statement. Freaking Panda Express has a purpose statement. Maybe you can find it, Marco. But um, they have uh, their own purpose statement. So it is. I agree with you, Jed, full-heartedly. It is a natural progression to, to get into that point. Um, there was a lot of personal reflection, as always. You know, I cry. Everybody cries because it it, it is. We're releasing energy. We're releasing fears. You know, we're all spent and, and and I won't go over the analogy that I used, but I do. I feel like even as much as I give, you know, I could have given so much more because really at a heart level, I want to see everybody be successful. See, and I got to say that, and someone says, well, you're so full of shit. Well, think about it. Okay, then we'll go the yin to the yang. It don't make a rat's ass to my bank account whether you succeed or not, Correct. It doesn't make a difference. Doesn't change the number of zeros in my bank account. Doesn't change what I'm going to eat for dinner. Doesn't change what I'm going to do tomorrow. So you want to take it from that angle, you're right. So then what matters? Why do it? Why do it? And for me on a heart level, I really want to see everybody be successful, especially everybody here, small school learners, right? The guy running around with eight schools, a guy running with a school, you know, oh, Jed's at 215. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But 
you guys deserve it, but you're the ones who have to work 10 times harder. You are the underdog. You're freaking Thanos kicking everyone's butt. You're, 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 man, you're down. Iron Man's down, man. Here we are, right? You're sitting there. It looks hopeless. And Luke, you know, and everyone's in there trying to win, right? And at the last second, they blow up the Death Star. That's, I dig it. I dig it. And I believe at a human level, we will be the best version of ourselves when we're inspired like that. Why do you think people love Star Wars, Star Trek? I mean, it's all been around forever because at a heart level, people truly wanna succeed. People truly wanna be the best versions of themselves. So on a more personal note, James, you go first. You know, What do you think about that from when you started working with me all the way through Believe? What do you know about yourself today that you didn't know before? You know, it's funny because uh... A couple times through the weekend, I almost just broke down. Um, and I had a talk with Monique when we were leaving Benihana. I almost lost it right in Benihana. And you kind of came by and just touched me on my shoulder, kind of brought my spirit back down because I don't know if you can see my eyes well enough. I did. That's why I walked by. Yeah, I didn't we say anything. Talking. I just walked by and yeah. put my hand on your shoulder. Yeah, and we I'm, weren't even talking. I'm aware of everything, sir. And what I what my journey with you has discovered is I've been living a version of, of life that everybody else told me what I should be and what I should be striving to be. And, you know, this weekend I really sat there and thought, who am I? What is my identity? You know, and, you know, as we're digging deeper into the brand, um, I realized that I kept my name to honor my instructor. Um, but it, I wasn't passionate about the name and the purpose of it. And through our discussions of sitting down and coming up with resilient, that's, all the stories amazing. I told you about my life, you're like, that's, that's the, and of the list of a hundred names I had put together before we decided on that resilient wasn't even on that list. Mm -hmm. So the self-discovery of, and the journey of who you are and how does it relate to your brand so that you truly believe in it and you're passionate behind it. And you're excited to nurture it and make it grow like it's your child, like it's you, mm -hmm. is really what I walked away with this weekend is uh, I got to spend as much time working on me as I do on my brand. I agree. Yeah. And But my big takeaway in that last statement was, you know, you guys with 100 students, that's your baby. You're just starting out. And if you have a newborn baby... I mean, that thing needs attention 24-7, 24-7 between changing diapers, baths, feedings. A baby is 24-7. And if you're okay with that, you know, that's why Millbury was at 285 in year one. When, when I opened Millbury, San Francisco was trial and error. Millbury was purely by intent. I knew my brands. I knew my purpose statements. I knew everything about cultivating that. And to walk into a new location and be at 285 in one year? with zero students to begin with, that's badass. But it's badass only because we've really defined the brand. We know our why. We know our purpose. We have systems. We have the culture. We have the bench strength. We have the team. All of it is very strategic. Success is not by coincidence. Success is really something that you cultivate. But again, personally, at a heart level, who cares if I have a great brand? Who cares if all those things are in place? If I think that I don't deserve success, I'm going to sabotage it. I'm going to sabotage it again and again and again. And getting down to the root of it, artisan, that's based upon your family, you know, craftsman, resilient, it's based upon your life. James, believe, you know, 
Jason's God-centered. So it went from Trinity, which was God-centered, to belief. I mean, all this is not by chance, but to trust the process of self-discovery, to dig deep and dig deep and do that and then trust it. Because again, it's just trust. You don't know if it's going to work or not. You have no idea other than the work you put into it. So I think that's the brilliant thing about that because I want to be a better person. If my business grows and I don't, that's when people implode. You see it all the time. People go from okay to a lot of wealth because they personally haven't been developed. They implode like that freaking Flash kid. That kid who plays Flash. You know what I'm talking about? In the DC series, Ezra something. Yeah, look at this freaking guy. You know, you know how many actors would kill to be in his position, right? Would just kill to be in his position. What happened to Ashton? He's sideways. Ashton's head sideways. Take a look at that, Marco. And and when you watch people implode like that with all that wealth and everything else, you've got to know that money and fame and fortune by itself is not going to make you a happy person. So as the stress and everything grows with the financial wealth and the notoriety, you have to grow as a person. Because if you do not, you're going to be in, in a very unbalanced situation. He's a classic example of that, right? And we can go on and on. Marilyn Monroe, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Anthony Bourdain, Robin Williams. But Robin Williams was mentally you know, ill. But there's so many examples of that. Yet, yet, what are we fed? Drive the green Lamborghini. Look at me running through my mansion. Three blondes sitting in the hot tub. You know, just turn on the news. Everything is about if you're wealthy, you're a good person. If you have a lot of, a lot of money and you're famous, you know, then then everyone's going to go thumbs up. Simply not true. So if you can cultivate your personal development along with all the rest of your life, you're going to embrace it better. And it actually what happens, like Jim Collins says in Good to Great, it's that BHAG. You're, you're, you know, the big, hairy, audacious goal. You're sitting in this train station. How are you going to move tons and tons of metal? Well, it's, you know, the big flywheel. Chug. 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 And pretty soon, chug, 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 chug. And you're heading down the tracks. It's the same thing here, but undisciplined, you're heading down the tracks, derail, guess what? You know how long it takes to get that train and put it back in the station and repair it and then start all over again? Chug, chug. So once you get that momentum, you have to become even more disciplined. You have to become even more focused and more within that, right? How many people do that and just screw up their whole lives? It's like, why'd you do that? Because they weren't balanced to begin with. And they can't keep up with that. You see it in, in the music industry all the time, artists, right? In showbiz all the time. So I'm, I'm glad that you recognize that because it is very heartfelt. And that person development element needs to be there, needs to be a part of that in every step of the way. So I want everyone to take a turn. Jed, you know, since you're the newbie, you were here for two days. It was your first time exposed to all this. This What, do you, what is your biggest takeaway that you're going to take and, and implement right away? There was a lot. I, did, I I learned more in two days than I've ever learned in a two-day period before. Uh, but I, <laughs> the big takeaways, there was a lot, but the things that were helpful for me is I feel like I, I'm leaving with a much clearer goal of uh, what I need to focus on next to <laughs> make my school successful. So and it, it's it's something that feels more helpful than just the goal is to get to 350 students. What do we need to do to get there? So that was the takeaway of 
all right, I need to get clear on the why and the purpose, and there may be rebranding that goes along with that. Um, and then the second one being developing the systems and training the team to uh, replace me on the mats. So like I'm, I'm walking out with like a really, I'm able to wake up now with a really clear idea each day of like, this is what I'm working on. Like this, you mentioned that book, the one big thing that I have on the one thing that I have on my desk now, it's mm -hmm. like, I, I left with that one or two things that I need to work on. Yeah, because it is very overwhelming. It is very daunting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very, very daunting. But, but now that it's one or two things, it's it's not just daunting. It's it's exciting yeah, because I, I, I know I know what it what that it's a big thing. But I know what that one big thing is. No, I dig it, man. I dig it, and 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 that and that's that's part of the course. Because once you finish that one thing, there'll be another thing, mm -hmm. and there'll be another thing, and there'll be another thing, and you methodically work through that. Mm -hmm. It's so trippy because it was it yesterday? No, today's Friday. It was Wednesday. So everybody's gone. Now we started after school yesterday. So I dragged Marco and Lorenzo because I was meeting with Marco all day long. And oh, who's that? You, Jed? Sorry, we have camp, a summer camp going on in the background. Oh man, you still got camp going on. But just trying to mute that in between your talking. Um, and so I drug them with me. And I was around nine o'clock, somewhere in there, you know, after I finished my morning rituals, right? We got two vans washed, gassed, prepared stuff, hit Starbucks, got two $50 gift cards, went and got two Yeti mugs because I wanted the drivers to come back, climb into their van and have a card that said, hey, welcome back. We're so grateful you're here. So they didn't get that last year because I didn't know. So they got a raise, cost of living raises like 6%. So they were told that by HR, yay. And then they climb into the van, clean, smelling good, gassed up, good to go. And they got a brand new Yeti mug with a $50 gift card from Starbucks and that. So we had run around and did a bunch of errands and I ordered benches and I talked to the contractor about the build on San Francisco. And they look at me and while I answer all of Marco's questions, they're looking at me like, what the hell? You know, I just this is the A stuff that has to happen today. The B stuff, four to six weeks, right? Belt testing in a month, four to six weeks out. And then the C list is your wish list. But know that when you're working on things, even though you're working on that one thing, there's the stuff that has to happen today. Teach good classes, teach great classes, eat healthy, exercise, meditate. That's today, right now, right freaking now. And then what's going to happen in four to six weeks? Well, every day I write a little bit of system. In four weeks, I have that system. But doubling back to that, Jed, we know one thing is to write the system. Two is the subsystem on to train that team effectively. That's the big one, right? And how does that break down? Well, we sit at a table, we read the system together. Any questions? No. Great. Let's go on the mat. We train in the system. Any questions? No. Drill, 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 role play, whatever needs to happen. Step three, you shadow me in class. How many, how much time is that? Three days, one day? I don't know. You got to decide based upon the system. Then what's after that? You shadow them. Real time comments course correction. And then lastly, you just trust them and you track the system. But if you don't do all those steps, the system will always fall away. Like right now, we're in the middle of cultivating this new bell testing process. Oh, everyone's pissed at me. They're so pissed. But there's some real time testing that has to happen that can't happen in my mind. So the system's out there.
And like I kept saying to you guys, and I'll say it again, if you're batting 85, 90%, it's a good day. So I kept saying the Lee Douglas, it's not going to be 100%. And if you're looking for 100% in a system that you write, you will always fail. Always. But if you're up around 90%, that's an A. That's a good system. It simply is. And you have to be okay with the pitfalls. A couple of the belts are wrong. A couple of certificates are wrong. It was a different belt level completely. Some of the sizes are wrong. But then I said to the team, how many did we get right out of freaking 800 people? Because the other are kickboxers, right? Out of the 950, 800 are martial arts. How many have we gotten right this week? Well, I probably say most of them. Well, then be cool with it. And we'll have a discussion at the end of belt testing and we'll try to shore that up to 99% and we'll go through that process. See, but that's that's it. People think systems are just systems. They're not. Systems are living, breathing, organic, ever-changing. And you have to be cool with that. You have to be. Because if you're not, you're just going to, you know, bang your head against the wall, you know? Cool. What else? Well, let me get someone else. Um, Ashton, what's your big takeaway that you're going to act on right away? Um, investing in the relationships and continuing uh, to make sure that I'm uh, present, uh, making sure that uh, I'm doing everything from the purpose and from the why, mm -hmm. um, and that I can serve our community and our families at the best. Yeah. And what's one actionable step that you can do right now to fulfill that? I can, I can start kind of um, being able to talk with families and stuff like that and see where their needs are and um, how I can fulfill those. And then doing, doing the extra things, like you said, with the, the Starbucks, the Starbucks uh, gift card, uh, seeing what the families like and how I can uh, really uh, be in tune with that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the investment in the relationship, I posted that and some guy said, invest in the person. I said, they're one and the same. Well, if you invest in people first, then it'll help cultivate the relationship. They're the same. What am I investing in? You know, I don't look at a person as a commodity. They're a living, breathing human being. It's not like an Apple stock. I mean, so when I talk about investing in relationships, I am talking about investing in the person from day one. You know, I think when I first met TJ, <clears throat> long story short, his instructor closed his school and he's one of my black belts. So I started with TJ in the backyard of my sister's house. Then I took TJ to tournaments because that's what he wanted to do. And I remember him getting beat and crying outside being a little kid. We still remember that story, you know, all of it. So I've constantly invested in TJ and you guys think TJ is a rock star because he is? No way. He's a rock star because I've believed in him. I've cultivated that relationship and I continue to cultivate that relationship till this day, till this day. And it was so funny because um, Jason, you know what happened? I don't know how this happened. We printed a belt certificate for somebody that said, believe martial arts on it. I don't know how I've got your belt certificate, but I do. And it said, you know, your name was on it, Jason Smith. So the parents thought I was selling one martial arts to you. I don't know how this happened. I have no idea. Cause I don't, they said I printed their stuff. I have no idea. Anyways, might be in Dropbox somewhere, who knows? And then TJ said, well, you know what I told him? I told him, well, hey, if professor's going to sell the school, he's going to sell it to me. So don't worry about it. I'm here. So, I mean, I've already cultivated that. 
and we continue to nurture that so he believes in that because that's the relationship I've cultivated and invested in and earned the trust in. So if I ask you that question again, Ashton, let's double back, right? How do you do that? I'm a mom, right? My kid wants to quit, right? But I really want him to continue to do it. How are you going to incorporate believe martial arts into that? Go. Um, at first, um, I'm going to say thank you for the, the time uh, that we've had to uh, be able to invest in their their child. And then I'm going to say that I, I believe that in order for them to be successful, uh, they need to be able to uh, grow and however um, that for their family that is then then that's successful um they've they've got to cultivate their own version of success and i can't i can't just tell them that uh oh well if they quit they're not going to be successful because that's very fear-based and that's that's not it that's not helping them at all mm -hmm. i love it i love it and you know i think i would also add in there you know i believe to be successful um, and grow facing challenges such as wanting to quit are very real. And I would leave it at that. I wouldn't say you should stop them from quitting. You should not quit or they're a loser. What kind of parent is that? But I would make sure that the reason they've been with me this long, the same reasons why the mom doesn't want them to quit, but the mom's at this crossroads should be reinforced. In order to be successful, you as a family have to decide what fits your values. But I do know that part of believing in myself and growing as a person is when I'm faced with challenges such as wanting to quit, that I often work through them to overcome them. Better write that down, Jason, right? I work through them to overcome them. So you're not telling them not to quit your school. You're sharing why you believe in order to be successful this is how you approach wanting to quit or a challenge. So that was awesome, sir. You just get that tail end. It worked in there now, right? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I'm not into the fear-based stuff. I'm simply not, and that's just me. You know, I know what it's like to grow up poor in fear every day, you know, gangs and all that. It's no fun. Survival is not the same as living. It simply is not. And we don't want to cultiv cultivate an environment of survivalists, right? No different than that guy in, I don't know, Texas that, has people throwing red square targets at an active shooter. That's so inappropriate. You're going to get killed, right? I would teach that kid to lock the door, run, hide, do everything you can to put distance between you and a guy with a gun, not sit there and throw a red square target like it's your backpack. But fear-based people are blinded by their fear. They would look at them and go, oh, that's a pretty good actionable step. I'm going to take this backpack and throw it at a guy with a freaking gun in his hand. Not today. I'm sorry. Right. But that's an example of how people take advantage of, of people's fear. And that's not a good day. James. <clears throat> Mom, yeah, a six year old kid wants to quit. Mm -hmm. You got to take your, your why and bring it in. Well, you know, my, my mind shift is, is so different now, especially after an experience I had yesterday. I went to uh, cancel a program yeah. and I was told that um, there is a 60 day cancel. I just paid this month's subscription. 
I haven't used this service, but maybe once or twice in eight months. It no longer fits with our Brit mission and our brand. And so I called them yes, or they called me to check and see how I was enjoying the program. The first time they've ever reached out to me. And I said, actually, I'm ready to cancel. And the young lady says, well, you taken step one. You told me now you have to go online. But she told me there's a 60 day cancellation. And I says, for what? We're done. I don't want to date you anymore. Our relationship's over. And now I got to pay a $600 penalty. You're stealing $600 out of my pocket. We're, we're done. And this relationship has been done for a long time. I'm just making it final. So I felt that what you have talked about. And I left them once and I came back because it fit what we were doing. But if they hold us to that 60-day cancellation, I'll never come back no matter how much I want to because this is leaving such a bad experience. Mm -hmm. So I would sit down and like Ashton said, thank them for allowing us to serve them and being part of our family and our community and telling them the doors open. Um, but I would also give them the facts and say, you know, we really, is, is it something that happened at home in school here in the school that we don't know that, you know, I wasn't aware of that we can correct. Maybe, you know, they're having a hard time picking up the material can we help them with extra lessons? You know, is it something that can be corrected that we can help them and still continue to give them the gift of being resilient and rising above to be their best? Mm -hmm. Or is it just, you know, like my instructor used to say, you know, know what you want, have a plan, you know, constant, never ending action, review and renew your goals and have a success coach. You know, maybe they sat down and they reviewed their goals and becoming a black belt no longer fits their version of rising above to be their best yep. and you want to support them because they need and yeah. it's time to move on to go do something else to help mm -hmm. them rise above yeah and if you support them on their exit you leave the door wide open yes for a sibling for any other a day camp for a birthday party whatever is it that you do in your in, in your school you leave that door wide open and that to me because the relationship is more important than the continued income on a monthly basis from that person. I know that sounds weird, right? Because they're, oh, how could you say that in business? I can, because I've had people come back years later. We just had a girl come back with her two kids. She was with us as a kid. Now she's with us with her two daughters. It's trippy, right? But it's not, but it's not. We just had a boy come back who was a yellow buck, but he was young and there were some different things and he's back in our teen and adult class. Because we kept the relationship, took priority over 60-day cancel and squeeze a little more money out of you, right? I mean, just that's just me. And, and I'm sure people in the business world would say, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Well, I'm wrong to the tune of $2 million a year and two of the highest grossing schools per square foot in the nation. Not too many people in 3,700 square feet are producing the numbers we are per location. No way. I know that. Two's told me that, you know, from my studio, a lot of people have told me that, but they want to dismiss it that, you know, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to a salesperson because I want to close the deal and move on to the next person, close the deal and move on. Or for me, I don't want to close anything. I want to open the door to a potential of being able to serve you and create this lasting relationship, or at least a memorable one that you can take with you forever, Right. And I know people think that's way too kumbaya, but it's not. It's not. It's not. I don't know what happened recently, but um, something. And, you know, they fixed it at Apple. They didn't even question. Sure, fine. Boom. Done. No problem.
right? It's like, wow, that's, you know, and they say it's because I'm not Apple. I don't have all the money Apple has. It's not the point. Apple was behaving that way when they were in a garage, right? So that that type of mindset, that service above self, putting people before profits, write it down. You know, that's one of my sayings, people before profits, service above self. I'm very passionate about that because I do believe it does equate to mental wealth, spiritual wealth, physical wealth, relationship wealth, and ultimately financial wealth. Make no mistake, no mistake, no mistake. So gentlemen, I want to continue. We only got five minutes left in the show. You know, I'd love to cut it up some more like this. You know, I'll, I'll talk to Marco and maybe we'll do this on a monthly basis. I like having other people on um, and chopping it up this way. So I want to thank all of you for being here. And, and I hope you continue to be successful. I hope you continue to rise above. I hope you continue to cultivate and craft relationships of value because those are what people view as an investment. And those are the reasons why a mom's freaking out thinking I sold my company to Jason, <laughs> right? Because we cultivate that and, and I love it. And if you were at Believe, you noticed I made sure even though I tended to you, I, I shared value with every one of the relationships I have in that school, with every instructor, with every student, with every parent. Ignoring people does not contribute to the relationship and to be present in that frame of mind, gentlemen, all the time helps you become rich. I love being present with you right now. And, and don't trip. The reason I look down sideways, people ask me all the time, you're so big at looking people in the eye. It's hard to look into a screen. Do I look at the camera? Do I look at the screen? Do I look at the camera? Do I look at the screen? So I do this and I trip someone out in the podcast because I'm focusing on what you're saying. So I have to close my eyes and listen. That's the one thing I don't like about virtual. I can't see your eyes. I can't see it. And that to me is the joy of being face to face with people is looking them in the eye and having these amazing conversations and be mindful. That alone is going to improve your retention. Anytime a person talks to you in your school, stop everything you're doing, look at them. And it may have to be quick, but that quick connection eye to eye, boom. Awesome. I really want to serve you on this. So please text me through the app. I'm going to hop back into this class so I can serve. Boom. You know, just, it doesn't have to be a lot of time, gentlemen. It just has to be quality. Nothing worse than, yeah, 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 yeah. Just text us, okay? And, and, and we'll take care of it later. Don't do stuff like that. All it requires you is to stop, take a deep breath, and then share, and then move quickly, right? You saw that. Some people I just, but I touch everybody, like being present. I knew James was, something was going on. I don't know how I knew I knew. So as I walked around the table, I just put my hand twice on James' shoulder. Once when I went this way to the other side, and once when I came back. You know, James needed a double dose of contact. But how do I know that? You're present, fulfilling your purpose. Cool? All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to wrap up the show. All right. So, you know, I know for a lot of people in the business world, they don't believe that purpose and money go together. They can. You can make really great, if not phenomenal money at anything you choose to do. And if you can live from your heart, I believe the potential is unlimited. And if you look at the beginnings of someone like a Walt Disney or a Steve Jobs, now sure, the companies have grown and there's politics and a lot of other things, but at a heart level, Steve Jobs got down and dirty with his people. On a heart level, I share that story that I got from the Disney Excellence uh, seminar I went to where Walt was walking through the park, right? And the Jungle Cruise line was backed up. So Walt got himself a safari hat, jumped on one of the boats and started giving tours. How cool is that? How cool is that? 
He didn't care he was Walt Disney. He didn't care he needed to look cool. I'm the guy who created it. He knew people needed to be served. And standing in a long line at that time was not acceptable. So strap on a hat and hop in there and do a jungle cruise. And I think for me coming through this pandemic, it's been a real reminder of that, of that, to cultivate that in my business. You know, and you'll see, I'll clean a bathroom, I'll, I'll sweep a floor, I'll wash a van. Nothing's above me and nothing's below me. That's human humanism at its best. The minute you think, oh, that's below me, you as a human being are going to fail. Lorena, and you think it's above you, then that's gonna, then you're going to fail. You have to know that successful people are simply willing to do what unsuccessful people are not. That's it. It's the long and short. And if you have a brand and you have a purpose and you have a clear action plan and you have the discipline to execute it relentlessly day in and day out, you'll achieve your version of success. I promise you. Cool. So let me thank everybody, my sponsors. We had Market Muscles, My Studio, Kids Love Life Skills, LC Accounting. I'm going to have these gentlemen back on and even you. You want to hang out? You want to chop it up and talk shop? I think that's really important. I want to do more of that. I love answering people's questions in real time. It's super powerful for me. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Hey, I'm Brandon Beliso. This is Success Never Sleeps. Until we talk again, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life. Thank you.